Hey everybody, this is Bob Barker with the AGC of Wisconsin, and I want to welcome you to today's Ford Construction Podcast. Today I'm pleased to have Matt Pletzer with Lyft Consulting out of Madison with me. And Lyft Consulting provides a variety of consulting and other uh, services for the construction industry. They're a new member of AGC, and the purpose of today's podcast is to introduce you to Matt and Lyft Consulting and the services they provide to the industry and contractors. So welcome, Matt. Thanks, Bob. So, Matt, um, we had a little discussion before we came on air, and you gave me a little snapshot uh, of Lyft Consulting. It sounds like you have an interesting business. And uh, why don't you just give everybody a snapshot about yourself and Lyft Consulting? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Bob. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt Pletzer. I'm the founder of Lyft Consulting. Uh, we're a boutique consulting firm based out of Madison. We have about eight team members on our team, but we're growing. And uh, we do a lot of work in the construction space. So typically, it's, it's interesting. Organizations tend to engage with us because they know they, they experience a specific problem. Oftentimes, they don't even know what we do uh, because we do quite a few different things. But when we're working with organizations in the construction space, some of the things like the common challenges that we hear is, hey, we're trying to scale and it's challenging, especially given some of the supply chain issues and some of the other things that we have going on in the industry right now. Um, it's hard to attract or retain good people. So they're looking to address that, that challenge. Um, or sometimes it's just we can't see the forest through the trees because we're, we're too close to the business and we just need an objective third party. So how we address that for business owners and organizations is through three different service types. Uh, the first, I would say most of the clients that we engage with in some consulting capacity. And what that means is kind of that latter part that I said, which is seeing the forest through the trees. Oftentimes organizations will engage with us to help them do so um, through a consulting engagement where we're trying to address one specific problem, be it they're not sure if they have the right people in the right positions in their organization, or they're not sure if they have the right structure for growth or for where they're at today, um, or based upon the business environment that they're in. And so they'll hire us to come in do some third-party consulting where we'll interview their people, we'll use assessment tools, we'll conduct some observation within their organization and provide them with a set of recommendations based upon our industry expertise of what we might recommend they do for their business. And usually that works pretty well, and typically it dovetails into two other types of engagements. Uh, one is training. So we work hand-in-hand -hand with associations to provide training for organizations where oftentimes organizations took to build their own training staff, as you know, is really expensive um, because you want to have experts in leadership and customer service and management and sales, and it can be cost prohibitive for them to do that. So oftentimes we'll build a custom training roadmap for an organization, and we'll bring our experts into that organization to provide private training for them. Um, and oftentimes we'll provide some type of training where they'll be able to onboard their employees in a more rapid pace because uh, they're trying to get their employees to be productive as possible. And then the last component, in, and I'll shut up, is uh, more on the recruiting arm. So because of the work that we do, it's oftentimes that organizations are making some type of change 
relative to the structure, the people, and there's some moving pieces around with that. And occasionally the organization will say, hey, who do you know? Can you help us here? And so we have a recruiting division that we have DBA'd as a different entity called Pareto's Talent that will help support organizations in hiring, finding, and attracting new talent. Okay, we, we talked earlier about um, some of the things you do in with soft skills training. Um, and if you could talk a little bit of the, about that. And then, you know, we talked a little bit about the career mapping. Yep. Um, just give me, give us some idea on what you do with, with both of those soft skills and the career mapping. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I'll start with the latter and I'll go to the former. So on the latter side, you know, um, with organizations right now, retaining talent is the hardest thing, right? It's really costly to find new talent and we know the job market's so tight as it is. And so our focus with organizations, specifically in the construction industry, has been how can you build your own internship or apprenticeship program related to soft skills within the organizations from entry to exit for that employee. And so what we'll often do is we'll work with the organization to identify the steps in the organization and then customize a training program for them for each step within that career path for them. So be it a new hire who just needs to know how to communicate more effectively. And let's say the organization wants everybody to speak in the same language. We'll train on that. And we use DISC for our platform for that as an example, a communication tool. To project management training where, you know, certainly you can teach the actual tactical components of project management training like Scrum or Agile, but we're focusing more on how do you get people to follow you as a project manager? How do you make sure that you motivate and inspire people and get the best work out of them so that you can finish on time, on scope, on budget? Or up to the next level, which I would say is a higher level of leadership, which is leading others in an actual management capacity or leading leaders. So we're often creating custom training programs for an organization based upon their needs relative to that place in the staircase of a career path. So are you doing anything with, um, say, superintendents, um, like for contractors? Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I mean, if the need arises, we certainly will. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they're kind of the... You know, they're, they're really the key to the, you know, productivity and what gets done on the jobs. And, 100%. You know, they're kind of the people that people need to follow. Yep. You know, their leadership and, and they need to be able to lead people. But uh, um, what do you see out there, you know, when you're, when you're consulting and providing these career maps as some of the, um, I guess, you want to call it low-hanging fruit of you know what people really need or or value the most of what 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 you're doing uh, yeah. for them. Yeah. I'd say the low-hanging fruit is that unified language part that I already touched on a little bit. You know when you think about kind of the basic steps of an organization, you often hear people talk about vision, mission, values, which we consult on that stuff. But beyond that, then, is what's the language that we all speak to? You know, without language, it's really hard to communicate. And so the low-hanging fruit 
that we see for organizations are is if you don't have a standard set of things that you say in a specific way when it relates to communication that's where communication breakdown occurs so starting with having a language that helps others in the organization understand each other which disc is an example of that can be a great baseline then moving into what are the things that we use or say to stay productive so for example to start this podcast use something and you probably didn't even realize it but we teach it called an upfront contract hey here's the purpose of today's meeting here's what we're trying to accomplish what are you trying to accomplish how much time do we have to take that leads to a more productive meeting so just getting everybody on the same page as far as what we call what is tremendous low-hanging fruit and it can have exponential benefits so on the on the soft skills side, I mean, are you do you do like you know presentation skills? Do you do you know training like that or? Yeah. Uh, it, okay. It can be a component of what we do. I would say it's not necessarily the core of what we do, but certainly if individuals need help, I mean, as as you know, when we're submitting for an RFP or if we're going out to bid how we present ourselves is really important to differentiate ourselves for sure. Um, and we certainly can work on that. I would say oftentimes what we're working on is even prior to that point, um, which is how are we communicating to our prospects or clients even ahead of that, but certainly it can be a component of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you get involved in any, um, 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 kind of contractor owner, um, relationship building or is it mostly internal with the contractors no it can be both ways okay. yeah are, are you talking about with the subcontractors well, which, versus be, the general contractor is well, that what you mean it, it could be that but yeah. like um you know um, i guess facilitating the relationship between the contractor and and their person the company or their developer client. sure yeah. gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You guys get involved in any of that, or yeah, as far as how to communicate more effectively, right? Yeah, right. yeah, and part of what we do is so a component of that is we have a sales training arm. So okay. oftentimes that that part aligns okay. with sales, but even post uh, engagement, once we've decided to work together, oftentimes organizations will look for us to help them communicate more effectively with their client and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Well, as we know, you know a lot of the. A lot of the problems that come up, I guess, <laughs> with within our families, within you know our companies, with our clients, we're all you know kind of communication and relationship based, right? So I can see where that communication and understanding where everybody's coming from is really important. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so um, Tell us a little bit about um, how you feel um, it's th the value of your um, service from an objective third party, how that's received within. So if you go into one of our contractors or a company and start talking to their employees, you know, how, how important it is for that third party objective view or, or, um, relationship how that how that connects with the you know going in and talking to their employees yeah you know what i mean yep yep so yeah so 
maybe I'll answer and you can tell me if this is answering your question, but I mean, what we find oftentimes, especially with the kind of the generational divide is that people are a little bit different now, right? Than, than they were in the past and employees really view value core values of an organization. They really value culture. They're evaluating companies differently than they had in the past. And so, of course, when you hire a consulting firm, oftentimes there can be a little bit of anxiety for employees or even employers, which is, hey, what's this company going to do? Or how are they going to communicate with us? Um, but once you get past that initial anxiety, what we find is that there's sincere appreciation from the employees because, you know, we teach, you know, personality testing and profile and behavioral assessments. But what we know is that some people are just not comfortable speaking up or being their own advocate. Some people are not comfortable providing feedback unless there is an objective third party. And so when we get engaged in companies, we start to uncover things that hopefully we're doing it in a proactive way that are able to save relationships, save employees and keep employees where if you would wait and not do it, you might end up losing a key critical person on your team that after the fact you're frustrated because you wonder why they never brought it to you. Um, but by bringing in a third party that allows that kind of comfortable conversation with an employee and be able to pair that up with employers so that we can be proactive about doing something about it. Yeah, that that's what I was getting at was, you know, the kind of the generational differences and how we understand different generations and how they want to be heard or, you know, accepted within the company. Um, I, I would have to think that there's, you know, you hear about the, you know, the Gen Z's and the millennials and how they want to be, you know, heard and, and their opinions matter. So I would think that, um, that, that uh, I guess, conduit, if you could call it that, between, you know, your consulting and then, you know, a Gen Xer or a baby, boom, or a baby boomer or, you know, one of those generations providing that conduit of, you know, how this Gen Z or millennial really feels about how they're, how they're accepted or listened to within their company. I would think that'd be really valuable. Yeah, it can be like, I mean, if you think about it, you know, for anyone that's ever sought therapy, but or couples counseling as an example, right? The therapist at first is there to help people just communicate directly. But then eventually the goal for the therapist is you shouldn't need me anymore. Let me help you communicate directly to each other. And that's no different with Lyft when it comes to that type of an engagement. At first, it's, hey, let's help people feel like they can be heard and understood by being that third party, but eventually we want to work our self out of there and, and to teach self-reliance upon the individual and the employer to give them the skills so that they can feel comfortable sharing that with each other directly. And that's part of the work that we do through team training, team dynamics. Yeah. What do you see as some of the common, if you want to call them mistakes or challenges that companies or contractors um, often make or, you know, um, just need help with that maybe they didn't realize they needed help with. Um, what do you see as some of those common challenges or mistakes that they're making? Uh, I would say focusing too much on the work and not on their people is, is a core one. 
Uh, the other one is that just because we did something one way to get us where we're at today, what well, we got us where we're at today likely isn't going to get us to where we want to be tomorrow. And so there's been a lot of organizations and contractors that have grown substantially even since 2009 or 2008. Um and they're back to where they were before. And it's really easy to get complacent because, hey, we're growing, we're financially stable, we're doing great work. Um, but not focusing on the small things, focusing too much on the job and not enough on the people can come back and bite you in the butt pretty hard. And I think we saw that in 2009 and 2008. So focusing on culture is a key component. If you're not spending enough time focusing on culture, it's easy to take for granted. Um, because the returns, oftentimes you don't feel them immediately. You feel the returns more often when there is a problem, when there is a fire drill or something to have happen. So it's kind of this nebulous thing that we pour energy, effort, and resources into. And it's really easy to think, well, geez, my people are, should be in the field. They should be producing. Now we don't have time, effort, and energy to do this, um, which is easy to look that way because you're, you're kind of looking right in front of you. But if you look at the road 10 miles ahead of you, we all know there's likely a correction or some type of event to happen at some point, whether or not that's five years, three years, two years, one year, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. So do you want to be prepared for that or do you want to just deal with it when it comes? Right. So I, you know, I've been working for contractors for over 30 years and I could hear some of the smaller contractors right now saying, well, you know, this service is just for the big guys, you know? And, um, I guess, can you dispel that myth? I don't know if I can dispel it. I can provide my rationale to why it <laughs> should be different, right? Well, Viewed I, differently. I guess my, my point um, is, is that I think they need it just as much as the big guys. And I'm yeah. just curious. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, for a small company, um, obviously you have, you're in a pretty competitive environment. And I, I guess the one thing I would say is, Show me somebody that doesn't know how to pick up a hammer, doesn't know how to screw a screw in, doesn't know how to like do the work themselves. Everybody in this field knows how to do the work. The difference is is how good the work is, but also the people. I mean, that that's your competitive differentiation. So if you're not investing in this type of stuff, then I don't know if you're really any different. And if you're not any different, then the only thing that you're going to win on is price, right? And so... If you're a small guy and you're trying to increase your profit margins, you're trying to build a bigger business, I don't know how you can't do this because the only other way that you're competing there is just on price. So you got to look at your people as your biggest asset because um, that's what people are going to buy from and repeat buying from as your people. It's Yeah, the work you do, it's good, but comparatively or competitively, I don't know if many people are going to say it's that much better than the next guy, but the experience that they have working with your people is going to be the main differentiator. And that'd be my justification for it. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the smaller contractor, you know, I, I think it's, it's harder for them to onboard people. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they don't have the resources for someone else to pick up the pieces when someone leaves. So, you know, you better take care of the people that you have and work hard to keep them because trying to replace them is really hard. And um, I, I guess, you know, we we experience that here at AGC. I mean, we've got eight, eight staff people and, you know, when one person leaves, I mean, it, it's, it's a challenge, you know, because everybody else has to pick up the 
pick up the, the that piece and uh, until you can replace that person and trying to find someone as you've mentioned you know in this environment of people is really hard so um, I guess I, I would encourage all of our small to mid-sized contractors to not you know turn a blind eye to services that lift consulting provides or or um, any other kind of consulting services that helps them keep their people I think it's really important so um, what um, what kind of time commitment do contractors make you know in this whole um, career mapping you know what I guess what's kind of like the time commitment you know that that they would have to go through say a contractor that has you know 20 employees sure yeah you know, I mean what just give me some what ideas. does that look like yeah. yeah I mean we know that uh, time is people's biggest resource so especially in this field so we try to minimize the amount of time required but yet have the maximum impact on any organization you know, it, it depends upon the layer. So it's a hard question to answer because it depends upon who we're working with. So if we're working with the CEO of the company, which oftentimes of an organization of that size, we are um, because the CEO is trying to have an objective third party help them grow their organization. You know, it could be as much as an hour and a half every couple of weeks to, you know, an hour and a half a month. Um, if somebody really wants to double down and, you know, spend a lot of time and have maximum impact, it could be an hour down an hour and a half every week, right? But it's, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not that much time. On the employee basis, uh, most of the engagements that we have when we're training and developing and career mapping is, you know, anywhere between an hour and a half once a month to, you know, uh, an hour and a half every other week, again, depending upon how often per, someone's engaged. Per employee? Well, it depends upon what we're doing. So we certainly have one-on-one services that we provide for individuals, but oftentimes what we're doing is group group training or consulting. Um, so it just depends upon what, what that organization is looking for, depending upon the group of the individuals that we're working for. Okay. Well, um, I don't think I have really any more questions. Do you have anything else you want to add to um, about what you do and maybe your contact information. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No. Thank you. I mean, we're really excited to be to be members. So yeah. thank you yeah. for thank approving you. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're looking forward to it. I guess the only thing I would say is, you know, it's kind of like going a doc going to a doctor. Oftentimes, people wait to the last minute to go see a doctor. Uh, we're pretty painful, painless. We we don't want to work with anyone who doesn't want to work with us. And so we're not a high-pressure sales organization. So if, if anyone wants just to meet us and have a conversation, we're always happy to have a conversation. If, if we're not a good fit, we'll tell you that. And if we can point you in a better direction to help you, we definitely will. Or if we don't feel like you need help, we'll tell you that too. So I, I think that'd be the the last kind of nugget I would add. But yeah, as far as our contact information, you can find us at lift.sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R.com. That's our website. We are affiliated with Sandler Training, if people are wondering. Um, that's the training content that we use, which is why they might see that. Um, or you can contact us at, uh, via phone at 608-515-8163 and uh, just hit zero to go to the operator and they'll forward you to whatever extension is appropriate. Okay, great. 
Well, Matt, I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate what you do. And uh, thank you for joining me today and wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Forward Construction Podcast. To access this and other AGC podcasts, go to the AGC website at www.agcwi.org or download directly at Google Play or Apple Podcasts. For more information on this podcast or to get involved, please contact Bob Barker at the AGC office.